0: This is Brandon Marsh, the Los
1: Angeles Angels, and 66ers six baseball. This is Joe Adele here with the Los Angeles Angels. I'm sorry, honey, Jr. If you're listening to the All Angels podcast. Yeah.
0: What is up? It is your boy Johnny Maggs, joined as always with Daniel Garcia. We're back for another edition of the All Angels Podcast, live from Tempe, Arizona, uh, 2020 spring training. We have a special guest with us, but before we bring him in, let's get into our uh, sponsors. With home security, there's two ways you can go, and uh, by protecting your home, there's a traditional way where you wait weeks for a technician to do a messy installation that costs a small fortune. Or there's the other way. Simply Safe. Simply Safe is everything you need in home security system. It's award-winning protection, two-time winner of the CNET Editors' Choice Award.
1: Simply Safe blankets your whole house in safety. Uh, get your comprehensive protection for protection for your entire home. Outdoor cameras and doorbell alerts. You, uh, you to anyone can alert you to anyone approaching your house. Uh, entry motions and glass breaking sensors guide guard inside you barely notice it there but that's truly remarkable is you can set up the system all by yourself
0: anyone can do it it takes 30 minutes to an hour tops and there's absolutely no trade-offs for your safety you'll have an army of highly trained security experts ready to dispatch police to your home at a moment's notice 24 7 and it's only 50 cents a day with no contracts it's why The Verge calls The Verge calls Simply Safe the best home security system.
1: So all you gotta do is go to simplysafe.com/team today and get your free shipping and 60-day risk-free trial. You've got nothing to lose. Just go now to Simply Safe. com slash team. That's SimpliSafe.com slash team.
0: That's the first time we've read that one. (laughs) Uh, You couldn't tell. (laughs) But anyway, so we are here. We're joined with our special guest. He's been on the show uh, a couple of times with us here. uh, Live from Tempe, Arizona, Angel Spring Training 2020. We're joined by Rhett Bollinger. Rhett, thanks for joining us on the show.
1: Yeah, no problem. Fun to be back on. Yeah, so let's get into it. This is going to be our uh, Angel preview for the season we kind of went through the AOS and now we're here in Tempe with the Angels and so Rhett uh you've been here the whole time I guess the first thing I want to ask uh is Joe Madden the, the culture around the clubhouse culture around spring training practices you know all that stuff what's the biggest difference you've seen between uh last year's coaching regime and then obviously this year's
2: I think more than anything they're just very loose this year you know Madden is one of those guys doesn't have that many rules Uh, pretty laid back kind of a guy of the 60s and 70s kind of culture Um, bringing a lot of former players in which has been pretty cool to see a lot of those guys Wally Joyner has been there Frank Tadana Uh, a lot of legends from you know Angels past has been cool to see and Charles Barkley too which is fun and uh, he's got a really fun coach on the staff Tim Buss who kind of leads the morning meetings I have on the field is he the
1: one all dressed in like you see photos and there's a guy like in some weird hat (laughs) short
2: yeah he'll wear short shorts he'll wear (laughs) cowboy hats he'll do it all he's pretty funny and he leads us little special pregame meeting on the field. Um, It's really fun. And, like, after it, they'll do, like, a little competition, whether it's, you know, with golf clubs like they had with Barkley where they're hitting closer to the pin or even with fungo bats. Um they had the what was the, the ball game where they're throwing the, the little, little spike, spike ball. balls spike I didn't even know what that even was. Yeah. yeah. So stuff like that. And I think just even being in the clubhouse you can kinda of feel it. A little bit more energy. Uh, you know, Mickey Calloway as a pitching coach is a guy a lot of the pitching or sorry the pitchers really respect. They know his track record of success. So far I think in camp that's kind of been an underrated story is that pretty much every single starter and you know, candidate has pitched really well so far. Um, but yeah, I think just kind of being around the guys. I think what they went through last year, especially was just you know such a tough year and so many different levels, that it's nice to kind of have you know kind of a new year, a fresh start, and just kind of a fun staff to be around.
0: Yeah, the, uh, you're talking about you know the the pitching staff, uh, new pitching coach Mickey Calloway. Do you see? Is there a difference in his philosophy as far as you know? What was it Doug White last year? Yeah, I definitely
2: think so. I think the difference was with Doug was trying to do some new stuff and, you know, came from the Astros, was definitely kind of a forward thinker, but didn't really have the experience and didn't, you know, it was his first time being a pitching coach. It's a tough role. Uh, you know, I don't think he was quite ready for it, to be honest. And Callaway is a guy that we know, Really was for a while kind of one of the premier pitching coaches in baseball with the Indians, you know, that when he was there, they had, I think, the second best ERA in baseball, the most strikeouts. So the big thing he preaches, which sounds really simple, but makes sense, is throwing strikes. You look at the team last year, walked a lot of batters. I um, mean, you know, look at kind of teams that throw the most strikes. Last year, it was like the Dodgers, the Rays, the Astros, teams that all had really good seasons. The Yankees are up there, too. So it sounds like kind of a simple thing, but I think he's really trying to encourage these guys, let them know, hey, you have the stuff to get guys out. No reason to nibble. And so far, like I said, really, uh, the pitching so far in, in camp has been really good. We'll see if it translates. It's still so early. uh You know, spring training stats, it's hard to take them too seriously, but it's, yeah. certainly it's been what he's wanted. It's definitely happened, that's for sure.
0: But I don't want, I hate to be captain obvious here, but I mean, I mean pitching deeper in a game is yeah. something that the Angels need to do. Have you heard around anything around the, the camp saying, hey, we need it we need to get deeper in a game?
2: Absolutely, yeah. That's one of the things I think that's the reason why he wants to throw strikes. So I think their goal is to get a guy out within the first three pitches. Right. Obviously strikeouts are great, but they can't also, you know, lead to higher pitch total. Um, so yeah, and I think just talking to, to Madden, he doesn't have quite the same strict philosophy of you know taking guys out after two times through the order. You know, I know last year that was one of, kind of a big emphasis taking guys out after yeah. a few times. Yeah. Uh, you know, using openers last year. I think some of that was by necessity because they were so thin last year. But I think this year we won't really see as much of that. I think they're trying to trust some of these guys a little bit more. Uh, but it's going to be on some young guys though too to step up now with you yeah. know Canning being out for for a little while here.
1: Yeah, and kind of you kind of touched on it right there, uh, Griffin Canning again, a guy that I think a lot of Angel fans, you know us included, were really hoping to kind of make that next step this year. After you know a really good you know part of last year before he got injured and then got a setback with his elbow. What is the? I saw you tweet something uh, earlier today. What is the you know most recent news out there with Griffin Canning?
2: So basically, he's, he flew to L.A. today and he received an injection in his right elbow. Um, they called it a biological injection. So, I don't. Yeah, so yeah. I don't know what that. I mean, they won't tell us. But uh, it's either going to be, you know, either a PRP or stem cells. Mm-hmm. We know the history; they've done it before with other pitchers. But you know, they did it with Heaney. They did it with Garrett Richards. Yeah. They did it with Shohei. We know what happened to all three of them, right? They all had right. Tommy John. So some people say it's delaying the inevitable, but it has worked for other pitchers. And the truth is, is if his UCL isn't torn right now, which it might be slightly or whatever, but it's not torn enough that it needs to be repaired, essentially. Okay. It's kind of in that no man's land of like, you know, if it fully tears, it probably will eventually, maybe. Yeah. They'll have it. But until then, there's no reason to do it because you can't just do like preventative Tommy John. Right. That's not a thing. Um, and there has been enough success stories where you've been able to avoid it because even Tanaka has a tear in his UCLA still pitching I think uh, who was it with the card I think Wainwright pitched like 10 years with one so like you can do it it's just a risk because you're basically at risk to blow out at any point mm. so it's kind of scary in that sense unless of course this therapy works better and it, it erases it and who knows maybe it could but I guess track record wise yeah. it, it can what, be a little risky
1: what is the timetable for something like this so got the, like you said, got the injection today Are we? What,
2: so we'll find out more in about three weeks to a month so pretty much right around Opening day, or maybe the week after, it will kind of get a better feel for it. So regardless, he'll be on the IL to open the year, Um, and then from there being shut down, you know, he's not going to be pitching until at least then. Yeah, you got to figure. He'd have to build up for another, gosh, another, what, like at least a month to six weeks. So, I mean, he'd be out till at the very least, probably, I'm sure, till June or, you know, at least late May if he were to come back. But um, I guess we'll kind of see how it goes here in a few weeks.
0: Since you were on the topic, you want to read the yeah,
2: question? Yeah, so we got
1: an email from Duncan Healy and, and for Rhett. Uh, we, we asked for questions for Red, and he says, first of all, Red, great follow on Twitter. Um, well, and then you. he, he kind of mentioned, you know, the the, the canning thing we touched on. But the second part of his question was, how severely – or how, uh, yeah, how severe does a long-term canning injury affect the Angels this year?
2: Yeah, I mean, it'd be bad. I mean, if you were to have to have Tommy John, and especially if he were to l- delay this and then came back even a little bit, and then have Tommy John, you know, in the middle of the season, he might be out till you know twenty twenty two or something. So it's it would be a pretty rough blow for this team because this is a guy they really count on. Like you said, last year had a really good rookie year, um, showed a lot of potential. You know, good strikeout rate. You know, really throws strikes and limits the walks. Had a couple of rough ones late, but I think he was in with some issue with the injury. And then, you know, he had that tough bullpen appearance in that Orioles game that kind of ended the season there. Yeah. So, yeah, but you can tell he loves to compete. Uh, he's a really good guy in the clubhouse. So obviously, they're rooting for him, but it's just hard to really know right now. It's just
0: kind of 50-50, really, until uh, we find out more in a few weeks. Uh, one guy who I look to step his game up, and you talked about young pitchers having to step their game up, Patrick Sandoval. Uh, last year we saw him kind of like on a pitch count. Does, do you see that happening this year with, with Patrick, or you feel like they're going to move forward with him and try to get him? I know? think
2: he'll be less restricted. I think they'll probably have maybe some sort of smaller pitch count, but I, I can't imagine it's going to be like it was last year. Um, and even in that time, I thought he really kind of showed some stuff down the stretch. Same thing, good strikeout rate, good you know swing and miss rate. Uh, walks are a little bit higher than canning, but something he can improve as well. But I, I think that his changeup really plays. Uh, good, you know, decent fleet velo for a lefty. Um, I like his potential a lot, too. I think that he has a chance, to, you know, if, if they to be the fifth starter, if, if, you know, with Canning being out and maybe Andresi's probably, he could be in there. Um, you know, I, I do think that Suarez is probably further along. Or sorry, I, I do think that, sorry, Sandoval's further along than Suarez and probably Berea at this point, too, but they um, will have to obviously earn it this camp.
1: Going in again the off season there's a bunch of trade rumors cuz the angels pulled this trade that trade and honestly nothing happened um, Dodgers almost happened but you know if you were, if the angels are competitive going into the trade deadline already has said that they want to make some kind of trade for a frontline starter what i guess in your in your opinion what would that trade look like like who would you think they would have to give up to get something like a frontline uh, starter
2: it's could maybe be interesting. I mean it's hard to really predict right now just because you don't know who's gonna be out there. I mean there's not too many guys. I mean obviously guys mm-hmm. have been linked to you know, Colorado's John Gray. Um, you know, the the Cubs could even if they were to fall off, which is probably unlikely. They've got some guys on one year deals, I think they could maybe potentially and even you Darvish is a name I'd seen floated out there as well. Um, you know, the the D backs Robbie Ray was a name that got kinda of floated right. out a lot, but hasn't really been as much and they're trying to compete. Um you know the there's a couple other guys out there, but it's just hard to really know exactly what they're gonna do. Um, if they were to try to go after like a, like said a top end guy, I, I think they'd try to stay away from you know trading Marsh. Right. He's obviously right. their biggest chip, and if they were, it'd be for like a frontline guy that had like multiple years of control. Because right. they really like Marsh a lot. Um, so I think if they could avoid that, I mean, it, it's just hard. To, it's hard to know because it just depends on how many years of control guys have. If it's like kind of a rental, they could definitely do it without having to give up too much. Um, but I think that if they were to you know. So really go after cool. somebody, yeah. Like, but the question is, Matthew Boyd's a guy I forgot too. A guy's a pretty good left-hander for the Tigers. Yeah. Tigers aren't going to compete this year, so he could be on the market, right? Um, but I think even a guy like Boyd, it wouldn't. I don't think it would take a guy like Marshall.
0: Yeah, that he would probably deal, be. He would demand deal. something less. So
2: yeah, it would. I don't think that would be the, the trade. So no, it's just some on news out there. But I do think that if they're in it, they'll be aggressive, especially because I think they
0: really do know they need some pitching there. Right. Let's stick. Let's stick to the pitching while we're we're on the subject. We got a question from Edward Viscaino. He's uh, a question for Rhett. Uh, he said, uh, you're a great follower on Twitter as well. Thank you. I appreciate that. Uh, the Angels' back end of the bullpen, in my opinion, looks great. But how do you feel about the guys who can get you to the back end of that bullpen? So I'm assuming he's talking about the middle, the, you know, the relievers in the bullpen, exactly. the rest of it. Yeah. The, the three-headed monster. Besides
2: okay, man. yeah, exactly, right? Because at the back end yeah. have Robles and Butcher. but had a pretty and, good year and, last and, year. And uh, uh, Middleton. Middleton. Yeah, Middleton got his velocity mm-hmm. back. So you got to figure he's going to be in that mix too bad about anderson getting hurt right i still like his stuff i think last year he was just kind of hurt part of the year and his walk rate was way too high but he's got the strikeout stuff for sure once he comes back i definitely like his stuff luke bard has been kind of inconsistent he's still in that mixo as well um i thought that andreese was a guy that would probably be a reliever but i think now with with the injury right uh i think there's a chance that he goes to the rotation um so i think there's definitely gonna be some competition back there um but it's hard to really predict exactly how it's going to shake out. Noe Ramirez, obviously, last year right. had a pretty good year, can, can give you some length, which is something they could probably use as a guy who can go two innings. He's also out of options, um, so he's going to obviously get a long look, and you know, I, I do think he'll probably have a pretty good shot of making the roster again. Uh, Mike Myers is a guy that's also on the 40-man that is out of options, so if they don't keep him... Um, they don't have to, you know, obviously put him on waivers. So that kind of works in his favor. But I, it would still be kind of an upper, or uphill battle for him to make the roster that way. Um, but, yeah, there's at least some some intrigue. A lot of guys who throw hard. Uh, for sure, but I, I think that more likely to, I don't think they're going to put any of the younger guys in the bullpen, like I yeah, we talked about Sandoval those right. guys, even if they don't make the rotation, Berea you know, Suarez, they're going to go and start in AAA and then kind of get stretched out there.
1: One guy that I don't think either of us has mentioned but had a pretty good year last year before his injuries, Felix Pena mm-hmm. um, I guess two part, one where is he in that recovering process and two, when he comes back where are the angels thinking about putting him?
2: Well, right now he's he's doing pretty well, but he's not going to be ready for the start of the season. Um, he's getting stretched out. I think they're going to try to keep him potentially to you know be able to start, but to start the year, it's going to be hard for him to get too stretched out. So. Um, the nice thing about him, the same with Andrees, is the fact that he has minor league options, so he can be sent down, too. So he can even be start the year out on the IL with his injury if he's not ready to join the club, if he's healthy. They can just start him at AAA until they figure it out or keep at AAA until he's stretched out to start. The nice thing early in the year, too, is they have so many off days. They really only need, like, a fifth starter I think it's like two times before like April 24th or something wow. like that. So, like, if they really want to get away with it, they could certainly have a four man rotation, have like Pena kind of come up into a spot start, yeah. or any, even the, any of the young kids too, Suarez or someone, and then to send them back down. Because that's the one thing that kind of is a benefit this year is they have a lot of optionable guys, not too many guys that like are out of options the way they kind of get handcuffed by that, which I do think is why I think that, you know, Ramirez should make the team, but. Uh, not
0: or no, I will. But options can definitely play in your favor in terms of making a roster. Where do you see a guy like Taylor Cole? You see him in that Luke <clears throat> Bard kind of?
2: Yeah, yeah. He shows a lot of potential. Um, really good changeup. Obviously, will always be an Angel's lore for that game. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, yeah. him and Pena. So, I, I think he's got the stuff to be pretty good. I think it's just being consistent. I think he, last year he kind of faded late. You never know if he got overworked or tired or what kind of happened mm-hmm. to him. Um, but definitely an intriguing guy, and he's certainly in that mix for sure as well.
1: You know, I I guess pitching is always going to be the main (laughs) thing for the Angels this year, but um, they came out, I think, was it Madden that said he has an idea or who knows who his starting pitcher is going to be opening day. If you had to take a guess, who do you think opening day uh, pitcher will be out in Houston?
2: I thought today I had it figured out because I, on the on the schedule it said that Julio Tehran is supposed to pitch today. He got pushed back to right. tomorrow. Right. Uh, you know, Suarez is supposed to pitch on the road. He pitched at home, so I kind of did the five day thing from now and thought that Tehran actually was on schedule. The fact that he's not could change things, but they obviously now, you know, Bundy's been going every four days, so it's kind of a different schedule in the spring. I still think Tehran's got a chance because he's done what six in a row for right. this for the Braves. Right. But I, I think it'd be cool if they could get get he to do it just because. You know, a guy that's been an angel for as long as he has. would be a really awesome. cool reward. Yeah. Longest tenured. <clears throat> but I could also see him kind of going to the veteran. And obviously Bundy. Bundy's has the lowest uh, ERA of anyone in spring training with as so many innings. You know? So he's been pretty good. I don't know if that really will factor into it. But I think that more than likely it's between Heaney and Tehran. And I think the way it's lined
0: up, it's probably a little bit more likely as Tehran, But we'll see. Right. So let, let's... I think that's enough pitching talk for right now. <laughs> Unless you no, have something. Pitching,
1: no, <laughs> fine, <yeah>. Let's talk
0: <laughs> about the offensive side of things. Obviously, this angel lineup, it looks... Pretty good. Even it, with Otani it looks great, but even with Otani out of it, if he you know when he comes back Jesus. it still looks like a very decent lineup. Uh looks like he can score a lot of runs. So we got a question from Rob Lassings. Uh he says, Rhett with the Angels offense looking to be something to be reckoned with, uh, do you see Pujols uh, in that sixth spot for the majority of the season?
2: Yeah, I would think so. I think right now the way that it's kind of lining up is up top. You're going know, to have Stella or Fletcher, or whoever's going <clears> to <throat> be starting in the lineup that day. And then from there, I think Trout's going to get second. I think Rendon's going to be third. Then they're going to have Otani from there. Um, then they'll go Upton. Up and then I think there are Pujols. And I think Pujols will get some you know He'll get rest. He'll probably only play – Three days in a row at first, um, that kind of a plan, um, and won't have that many DH opportunities because Shohei is going to DH a lot, obviously. Um, so yeah, I would think that makes the most sense, you know. And to Albert's credit, he's still, you know, it's still a skill that he last year even. Is an RBI guy knows how to knock those guys in. I know that's much right. gets some of the you know I don't know if the advanced stats really believe that or not, but I mean he did have you know a decent amount of RBIs again last year. You could do worse than a guy like that in that spot. I know some fans even have told me they'd rather have him ahead of Upton because they feel like Upton doesn't do as well with runners in scoring position. But I don't know how much of that's you know true or just fans being mad at Upton. So. But, yeah, it should be deep and have Simmons and Castro behind that and Goodwin as their number nine hitter and potentially Adele at some point probably at ninth too, but definitely a, a longer lineup for sure.
1: And you talked about Jason Castro, the catcher that Angels brought in this year. Um, before the Angels, you were the beat writer for the Minnesota Twins. You know, Castro spent some time with the Twins. Uh, I think when we talked about time, you guys didn't overlap a whole lot, but from when you did see him, what are some good things that Angel fans can look forward to um, with the new catcher?
2: Uh, behind the plate, they ain't, the twins loved Castro. You know, they signed him to a three year deal. Um, great with the pitchers, all the pitchers loved throwing to him. Their first year there, surprisingly, in you know, 2017, they made the wild card yeah, with him kind of leading that easy. pitching staff. Uh-huh. And it was a pretty, you know, a lot of guys people probably have never heard of were in that staff, too. Um, but you know, had some good pitchers with Barrios and Gibson and some of those guys. Uh, but really did a great job transforming that. And then the next year. Uh, was my final year in Minnesota, and that was the year, too, that he had uh, knee surgery for a meniscus tear. It wasn't like it was an ACL or anything right. major, but it kept him out most of the season. Um, and then last year he came back, and, and obviously Mitch Garber was a big part of it, too. Uh, but same thing, the Twins make the playoffs. So when he was there, when he was healthy, he also was a part of pretty good teams. Uh, the pitchers had always talked about his game planning. Super smart guy, you know, Stanford guy. Uh, from California it's funny he's from Castro Valley California and his last name is Castro, Castro yeah. Um, but, but yeah he's happy to be back you know in California I talked to him a few times this spring uh, super good guy uh, and even offensively you know he's got a little bit of power in that bat can draw some walks not a high average guy but uh, a guy that can get a little bit streaky and be a little bit more show a
0: little more power than you realize sometimes yeah, you answered my next question. I was going to say he provides some kind of pop other than, you know, yeah. what the Angels have had in the last couple mm-hmm. of years. You know, since Maldonado, I don't think they've had a guy who hit – a catcher hit. Yeah, he, he hits like league average at yeah. least like for a position player in general. So he right. hits like pretty well for a catcher. Okay, so you, ta- you talked slightly about uh, – you said Adele possibly batting nine. So there's a question from Edward. Say, what do you guys feel about Adele's chances of making the opening day roster? I mean, he's played really well. You guys saw him, what, he had a double today, right? Yeah. He's, did Opposite
2: had, field, gapper. Yeah, I yeah. saw the speed. It's uh-huh. crazy. I think it'd still be unlikely, just right. because I think that Goodwin's probably going to start there and right and keep Adele, let him get ready at AAA. I think mm-hmm. he's really close. I think that, you know, a little bit of more seasoning would help. And then just even... Right field, you know, to learn a bit more about that. Yeah. Although I feel like he's played a lot of center this spring, which is interesting considering they're trying to get him to play right. today, um, yeah. so... Okay, that's good, yeah. So I think that, because obviously as you guys know, the spin-off, the you know, the badge is different, mm-hmm. the reads are different. Yeah. So that could help. Um, but he's really close. So, I mean, I, I, I think at this point they're probably better off I think Goodwin do it for now. But I do think once Adele is ready, he'll join this lineup. But I, I do wonder if they will kind of take it easy on him and said maybe bat him ninth too just to kind of right. get him ready to go, kind of let him get kind of confident because he'd be a pretty awesome kind of like second leadoff type right. too like the to get, of football, right? Because that's forward. what Madden loves us. He said even as an NL manager, he was a guy that used to bat his pitcher eighth a lot because right. he really believes that. Yeah. That's why he likes Goodwin too in that role
0: because yeah. you know, he had a pretty good season offensively last year too. Does uh, service time have anything to do with
2: it? Like, it could. I mean, I guess the question is, is if the new CBA – if that's going to erase it anyway, you know okay. what I mean? Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I mean, technically if it says similar, I mean, I, it, I'm sure it would be a consideration if you keep down there till like mid-April, late right. April, you know, you get that extra year of control. Um, so yeah, I mean, it, it certainly could play a factor in there, but I, I think it's going to be more when he's ready to go. I don't think the Angels are generally that cheap in a sense in a weird right. way. Like, right. you know, Artie wants to win. So I, I think that if he's ready, I think that they'd have to be ready to go ahead to let him come up.
1: All right, we're going to take a quick break for a second, and then we'll be right back with Red, and we'll finish off this uh, Angel's Preview. All right.
0: Hey, hey, what's up? Johnny Catfish here, ambassador for Groomed Goon Beard and Body Care. Are you tired of your beard feeling rough and not so fresh? Do yourself a favor and do what I did, and check out www.groomedgoon.com. hook vicious listen to my show the punk corner on kj epic radio every thursday from 5 p.m to 7 p.m we are back we'd like to thank our sponsors again to our show they're the ones that uh make this possible for us again groomgoon.com and www.epicradiotv.com as well so let's continue on our angels uh preview show again we're live from tempe arizona here with angels beat writer Rhett Bollinger. So. Dan? One of the things
1: that I kind of want to bring up, and it's kind of the elephant in the room, the Astros and everything that mm-hmm. they've been going on through this uh, off season. You were there when the uh, quote-unquote apology was happening uh, in Florida, and then you, there, you know, obviously later on, <laughs> the guys came out and. Angel players kind of came out and said what they said, but what was the overall kind of feeling when all that stuff was starting up at the beginning of spring this year?
2: Yeah, I think the way that went down was just the press conference came off so poorly. You know, I think it if they did. would have just let them like talk to the media in the clubhouse or whatever, like it would have been fine. Like mm-hmm. it would have been not fine, but like would have been more authentic and people would have understood it. But the fact they had that press conference and like just the owner was so defiant and everything else, and the, mm-hmm. the written statements that they read. Uh, it just kind of came off as, to, at least in the players' words, kind of phony. Just kind of talking to them. Once I got in there, they certainly weren't happy with what they saw. I do think some were a little bit comforted or comforted, like after they saw the players talk a little bit more after. Um, but then even after that, you know, Kray kind of fired back, and so yeah. I mean, I've never seen uh, so many major league players angry about anything ever. You know, I've been around for yeah. eleven years, twelve years, so I've never seen them that willing to talk about something like that openly. Especially Trout. You know, Trout's a guy that doesn't really say too much in general, kind of keeps to himself. Um, and he really went off on him, you know. I and mean, for that to happen as, you know, kind of the, the best player of his generation and maybe ever to kind of go out and say that uh, was a pretty big thing, you know. So I think the players on the league respect the fact that Mike did that. Um, and, I, I, and obviously, as we know, if we'll see how the rest of the year goes, it's going to be a story the whole year. and yeah, it is. Especially with the Angels opening there and then having him right. for the right. home opener. So. And then
1: kind of going with the, the whole opening at Houston, um, whoever the opening starter is, do you feel like they retaliate right away? Do you feel like they don't? Do you feel like well, how do you feel like that's gonna play? Because so many people want the angel fan, the angel pitchers or just the pitchers in general to kind of go by the book or the rules under- yeah. and kind of set everything right that way. Do you think
0: I don't want that to happen? I, I, mean, I don't want a runner on first base. We have plenty. We have plenty <laughs> of problems with that already.
1: But what what's your overall theme do you think? You know, obviously when it first came out, the motions were high and everyone was really mad. But now that it kind of simmered down. And you are you know less than a month away, obviously from spring tra- uh, from opening day. Do you think that's going to be an issue for not only the Angels but just baseball in general?
2: Baseball in general, yeah, it could be a little bit. I don't think about the Angels as much. They were mad, and Heaney was a guy that was really mad, and obviously will start right. one of those games as long as he's healthy. Um, but Madden has publicly said that he's against hitting other pitchers or sorry, other players on the Astros. Um, so I have a funny feeling he'll probably tell his players to kind of don't do that, especially with them being in that early series. Mm-hmm. And like we said too, you couldn't afford it if, if yeah. Heaney or someone goes out there and beans one of them. It's crazy he'll get suspended when then he gets suspended yeah, even, for so,
1: even so
2: weird like it's a yeah they're even thinner you know even if it's just one start five game suspension or something it's like all of a sudden now you're even thinner in the rotation which is your issue right now so I don't think they can take that risk the Angels but I, I do think there'll be some guys in the league that will we've seen Clevenger what he yeah. said and um, I don't you know I don't blame some of these guys so we'll, we'll see but uh, I don't think we'll see it at least maybe not. And maybe we'll see it later from the Angels. I don't think we'll see it in the first season.
0: Yeah, cuz there's there's a lot of guys who are quote unquote old school, you know. I don't know right. if you guys yeah. saw the Twitter um, Jared Weaver on his Twitter yeah. talking about it, you know. So I I'm, I'm sure there's going to be some kind of retaliation somewhere down the line oh, for, sure. for sure. But, yeah. you know, I don't me myself, I don't I don't want that to happen. It, just, yeah, it wouldn't know, be, it right? wouldn't
2: be it'd be a big story to go nuts, but yeah, I mean, for the Angels truthfully in terms of the roster and actually trying to win, it wouldn't be a good thing. Yeah,
1: exactly. I guess the, the newest kind of news out there that broke the last couple of days is the whole foreign substance and, uh, and uh, so the, weird the visiting team like the visiting uh, clubhouse manager gets fired for substance like kind of walk us through like what happened there and what's the deal with all this foreign substance talk with MLB
2: So essentially, you know, Trevor Bowers actually been a guy that kind of led this thing talking about how you know, it's kind of been an open secret forever that guys That's use right. yeah. pine tar or some sort of concoction. The famous one is sun, is a sunscreen It's bullfrog. bullfrog. bullfrog yeah. Yeah. So they make a concoction of that. And there's been talk that certain teams have their own formulas, blah, blah, blah. Um, it turns out that the Angels had their own formula, but it wasn't, well, who knows, but it supposedly wasn't going to their own players. It was going to opposing players who I think in turn would tip this clubhouse manager, Bubba, wow. um, for this concoction. That's but crazy. the thing is, is like, I'm sure they could get other places too or make their own right. or whatever but it is kind of crazy that someone in the Angels was providing it to the opposing teams but like they say too like it supposedly helps your control at least if you are hit by pitches but like Bauer said too certain guys and not everybody but in certain teams can potentially use that manipulate to like it. to manipulate right. the, yeah, they have a higher right. spin rate which as we know like higher spin rates do lead to better stats like if you look right. at you know breaking balls or fastballs that have higher spin rates they generally have better Overall numbers as those pitches because it just right. fastballs ride a little bit more. Or at least have the vision of it riding, and then the right. breaking ball is just tumbling harder. You know. Right.
1: And, and I saw a quote on Twitter today, and I, <clears> I it, was it. I can't remember if it was Madden or not because I was kind of just getting me through it, and you know, or maybe it was Collie. But it's like I just feel bad for the batters that have to be in the you know batter's box in early April, like Detroit. Detroit. Yeah, and yeah. So how, how? Yeah. And just to me, cold you know, weather. Do you think that's going to? Like if they get rid of everything, is that going to just benefit? That going to solve everything? And now, but now you have a whole another seems like set of issues. If you yeah,
2: that, that that's the question is you don't know like would MLB just have a universal solution like in terms of like literally like a substance that you can just use right. like make available right? Um Madden also suggested would they just have it some sort of substance on the ball already? So the ball would have a little more tackiness. Yeah, because so I guess the ball just said in Asia maybe Japan have it like that. He wasn't really sure, um, but yeah, I mean there's certainly some. Things they got to figure out, but if they just do it where there's no, you know, pine tar whatsoever, and there's no anything else for tackiness, yeah, I do think there's, you know, these players, there could be a little bit more bean balls by accident just because those, those the balls, you know, they talk like kind of like a cue ball, you know, just kind of gripping it. So I mean, I got a feeling that MLB will, will figure something out, right. but as of right now, it's still a little bit of a question.
1: So before we go, because you've been, again, more generous with your time, um, something we've been asking a lot of the guys when we preview the AL West isn't necessarily a team record because obviously injuries and crazy stuff can happen throughout the year. But I'm interested to in get your opinion on how many wins do you believe it will take to win the AL West, regardless of whatever team it is?
2: That's a tough one. I mean, just historically, to win a division, it's usually you got to be, like, what, like, low to Mm mid-90s in general. And usually even even you don't know what team's going to catch fire and do that. Exactly. Because the A's even, you know what, they've won, what, 97? 97, Back-to-back years. Uh Nobody talks about them. It's crazy. Yeah. Um, So, yeah, I mean, it's going to be like that. I mean, the Astros are still a question mark because we don't know how much it's going to affect them. It's just going to be crazy all year. They're going to get booed. Mentally, it's going to be tough for these guys, and and deservedly so. They they cheated, let's be honest. Um, So, like it's hard to know but like at the same time like these guys are still really talented like Bregman was still the number four pick whatever it was for a reason
0: like these guys
2: uh, yeah like Springer all these guys were pretty good before but I mean you look at some of the crazy numbers of laying off pitches whatever yeah and if any of these guys have bad years they're gonna get it's gonna oh man players are gonna call them anything they ever did is gonna be you know completely questioned so um yeah, not, so like, yeah. long story short, I think it's still going to be the normal amount of wins. It's still going to be somewhere in the mid-90s to win the division. Same kind of thing with the wild card. It's probably going to be best case, like the high 80s to try to get in, but usually it's still going to be low 90s maybe. Yeah, that's gonna be but it, this time, it does seem like this year, there's not that many teams that are really, really trying to compete. It's kind of like the Yankees are the very top, but they've kind of had some injuries. Yeah. Um, Astros are kind of a question mark. We you know the Twins are really good last year. Is that for real? Indians didn't really add anybody, but they have some pitching.
0: Chicago. Right. Chicago
2: White Sox. are kind of White up and Sox. up, but are they, are they ready yet? Right. Yeah. Are the Red Sox still have some players? They're not bad, but they don't have Mookie Betts, which is crazy yeah. to me. Right. But and the Rays are always sneaky good, like the A's. So, like, there's some intriguing teams, but there's still a lot of ifs. There's no – so they'll be in that mix, I think, for the wild card and potentially the division if, if everything breaks right. But I do think that canning, that doesn't help – we'll see if he can come back and then we'll see if they can get more pitching at the deadline. I thought that deal for jock and, and stripling would have helped them. Um, a so a yeah, just the depth would have helped, but you know, I do think Renifo, Still has a really could have a really bright future as a guy with on base and power, sneaky power, and, and I think he's a good defender already. So who knows, maybe in the long term it's a better trade if they didn't make it. But I think in the short term that probably would have benefited them. But maybe it is better for the long term that they didn't do that move. There's so.
0: something uh rolling around on the internet right now. Say I guess it says over eighty five wins or under eighty five wins for the Angels. Hmm. How do you see that playing out? You, Before you... the canning
2: injury I probably would have been on the over, over. But I still think it could happen, but I think that makes me I think a little bit less lucky. But I still think... I think they're probably still, like, an 87-win team, though. Like, even... Because... I think their offense is going to score a lot of runs. They're going to yeah. beat up a lot of pitching, especially. I'm curious to see too. Is, there's a good story about Jason Stark? I believe today about the three batter rule and how that's going to change right. things. Right. There's going to be some times where like Trout and Rendon are going to get some sort of lefty or someone or someone just like right. is just stuck out there or someone yeah. who's like tired and yep. tries to hit the ball 550 yeah. feet yeah. or kill somebody. So some of that could happen too. So this team's going to mash. I really do think so. Um, but I, it's just the pitching. Yeah. But teams historically, there's you, you can mash your way to the playoffs. Can you win in the playoffs with that kind of offense? Right. I don't there know. There's a difference. But you can, you can mash your way to the playoffs. And there's a chance with this team, Rendon is pretty darn good. Right. Um, but with him and, and Otani's got to really have another big year too. But uh, yeah. there's some, certainly some really intriguing pieces.
1: All, All right, Rhett, thank you very much. Again, you can follow him on Twitter at Rhett Bollinger, again, the MLB beat writer for the Los Angeles Angels. So, again, thank you very much for your time.
0: No problem. It's fun to do it in person and stuff. I yeah, you know. It's, it's pretty cool. Yeah. Things, so. yeah. Uh, I quickly want to shout out everyone who sent us an email, too, for Rhett. Uh, yeah, Duncan, who listens to us in Dead Horse, Alaska, believe it or not. Wow, that's cool. Yeah, it's weird that's awesome it's <laughs> so weird uh, uh, Edward and I believe it was Rob right Rob, so I think, yeah. Uh, but yeah thank you guys for sending your emails again you can follow us on all social media platforms Twitter Instagram halo underscore Haven have any questions for the podcast comments or concerns it's all angels at gmail.com um, that's gonna wrap it up for us here live from Tempe Arizona spring training 2020 for the LA Angels I am Johnny Max I'm you. and you listen to another edition of the All angels podcast that
1: was good.